Welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Um, first and foremost, I just wanted to say uh, I wanted to give a huge thank you to everyone who uh, tuned into our movie last weekend. We released it out on YouTube on the Audacious Report, and uh, I was honestly a bit overwhelmed uh, sat- or Saturday and Sunday, and really the rest of the week so far. Um, with all the kind messages, kind comments, uh, people reaching out saying they watched it and saying they uh, found something in the movie that they connected with. Uh, it was really <laughs> it was really quite the weekend for me and I know everybody involved, uh, whether that was the other filmmakers, whether that was the racers or or anyone like that. I know we received a lot of love this weekend and it was all felt and it was all appreciated so thank you so much for that today is going to be a kind of a tie-in episode i'm trying to figure out how to do these uh because i i basically i've interviewed a bunch of the racers that we featured in the movie so amy and mikey uh phil jason i have interviews with all of them and I'm trying to figure out the best way to release them. So uh, I'm not 100% sure how we're doing this yet. Maybe we're going to just do this whole month is uh, <laughs> episodes about the movie. I didn't want to be like overwhelming or anything, uh, even though I'm really proud of it. And I've been waiting for a long, long time to sit down and chat with these people about not only what happened when we we're filming, but kind of, you know, what what what's happened since you know that was almost two years ago at this point so um yeah anyways so i have all of these recorded just trying to figure out the best way to release them but let's get into this episode so if you're anything like me the thing one of the things in this film that really still i'm gonna be honest i've watched the movie like 500 times I was there. I've watched it in every iteration. I was there when we filmed it. Um, there's still one part that brings tears to my eyes. I mean, there's a there's a few parts still, and I I always kind of am like, is this because like I just I know these people and res- like respect them on a personal level and and really enjoy them as human beings, and it's because I like have this personal connection, um, or is it just something about them? And I think Amy and Mikey, they just have this like sisterness. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I see it in my own <laughs> kids sometimes, which is kind of funny. Um, but they just have it. And they just, whenever when they were out there on the trail, it just, like, it was hard not to see the sisterhood between the two. Um and when they finish the race and they're like holding hands, spoiler alert, when they're holding hands as they finish the race, man, every time, every single time uh, that gets me. Um, and I I think you all are going to really, really enjoy this episode. I laughed so incredibly hard this whole time. Every, like Amy and Mikey just cracked me up. There was so many like hours of footage that we had of them um that we could have put in the film uh that would have just shown you their bond they're just they're amazing human beings uh i really appreciate them and 
just so y'all know, if you if you're interested in more from Amy specifically, uh, she is the producer of an amazing, amazing podcast called The Letter. Um, there's eight episodes. Uh, it is I don't really know how to describe it. I should have let Amy describe it on here. Um, it is fantastic, it is very well produced. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was the number one podcast when it first came out. So, um, if you're interested in more from Amy and more from like humanity, it's a very serious story that she explores. Um, but it does kind of highlight the humanity that you find in the world. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can check that out. Amy is the producer on that. Um, let's jump into it though. This is my conversation with Amy and Mikey. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast, number 327. All right, so I am so excited to have two of my favorite people on earth uh, talking with us today. We have Mikey and Amy. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. You made a mistake. We are oh. Amy and Mikey. Oh, okay. That's because you combed your hair for this. <laughs> Here it goes. Here it starts. All right. I'm excited to have Amy, Mikey, Mikey, Amy. However, however, the girls. you're in a fancy studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Amy's in like a nice studio. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. Look at my moving blanket. That's my sound barrier. No, but that it looks cool. That's all that matters, you know. But uh, but yeah, welcome, welcome back to the podcast to Amy and welcome on Mikey. Like I'm super excited to chat with you. Obviously, I've had many times, many experiences interviewing you both at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so but you guys more conversations than you want to have with us, right? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not enough conversations. But uh. So, Amy, I want to start with this. So, um, there was one thing that I wanted to put in our movie so bad. And we just couldn't figure out a, where it fit into the movie. But basically, we had a, a like footage of you in um, Cornejo's Jeep after you dropped out on day two. Okay. You're sitting there and you're FaceTiming your daughter. Oh, Daphne. Yeah. Do you remember what she told you? Um, she was a little annoyed that I had done the race anyway. She was, she thinks this is, um, you know, sadistic, masochistic, whatever issue, <laughs> self, uh, uh, abuse. <laughs> so she just gets worried. She's like, she's, she worries that I fall trail running and I'm old and she's terrified she's going to be without parents. So. <laughs> But yeah, so I think she said something about um, I would be better off if I just did drugs rather than um, uh, trail running. <laughs> she goes, she would be was less like, dangerous. yeah, she's like, it would be less, it would be less hard on your body. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember. And I remember laughing. Yeah. No. I am doing drugs. It's probably better for your body. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, that's Daphne. She's very funny, but she she does get worried. Both my girls. One of the things I love about them is uh, they never like 
come to my race. Like I've never dragged my kids to my finishes or because I, well, I'm not a competitive runner. I just do it for fun. Um, but yeah, they, used, they write me notes and I carry the notes with me in a fanny pack. And um, they got me a build a bear when I was doing all the Ragnars in one year and I took the bear to all the races. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she was a little bit um, annoyed. And then she was really upset when I told her that Mikey was still out there because Mikey's Mike, she adores Mikey and she was quite, she just was mad at us. She was more upset when Mikey was still out there. Like what, why did you, I'm like, have you tried making Mikey do anything? Like, it's not possible. Okay. Like she, they think I have some control over this woman. I have no control. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did when we were little, we did, yeah. I did everything. I did everything that you asked. That now, is true. now I don't. Yeah. <laughs> when did that change? Because I don't know if my, see, here's the thing with, with, you know, just, just being around you guys, it makes me hopeful for my kids because you tell me stories about your childhood and growing up and, and how competitive you were as sisters. And now you're at your, your friends and you're, you're, you're doing these adventures together and things like that. And I'm like, that's all I want for my kids when they get older. That's all I want is for them to I like think high school changed. I think it was high school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then after high school. Yeah, we 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 did a lot of things together. We played on the same teams and stuff. But then when I got to high school, I wasn't very good at sports, and I didn't want Mikey on the team because I didn't want her to be <laughs> starting, and I'd be sitting on the bench. So I forbid her from playing any sport that I played. And then she, on the other hand, was very generous and said, "Oh, we need another person for our cross country ski team." Which, uh, let me just say, was one of the more miserable experiences I've ever had. I just laid <laughs> snow and cried. <laughs> um but yeah I think it was the typical big sister little sister you know competitiveness and then also I think Mikey hated being compared to me and oh you're Amy's sister and she's like no I'm not I'm Mikey <laughs> well I I think as as the as the second because Amy and I are so close in age that yeah. when Amy was learning things I learned right along with her like when she was learning how to tell time on the smiley face clock, <laughs> I, I, I was right there, you know, learning how to, you know, tell time when she was what? driving. I was well, right one there. difference, one difference who was getting yelled at for not knowing how to tell time. My dad is not the most patient teacher. You would like pound the face of the clock. That's why we've never forgotten this. And like, on. I, and I was like, I don't know, a quarter two. <laughs> and it's a smiley well, face clock that makes yeah, it, it even better. Giant yellow smiley face, and <laughs> yeah, and no and, numbers, just yeah. lines, no numbers. Yeah, the, you, and he's like, this is where the nine should be. You can remember that. No, I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Did now did Mikey pipe in and was like, yeah, that's where the nine should be. Oh, because that's. Cause yeah. that's what my middle kid does. I just notice it. I'm like, I know what you're doing here, Zoe. Yeah. Like I know exactly yeah. what you're doing. Oh no. She always, always pipes in with the answer. Oh, but we do that to each other. I think I know, I know, I know, I know, you know, and like, I, I my, know what it is when yeah. we had parent, parent replacement day. Remember when your parent could go to school for you? Yeah. Remember that Mikey? So Mikey did, asked my did mom. Did the parents she, ever go to school for me? <laughs> oh yeah, they did. So what happened? We both adore our mother, and our dad was like nobody wanted my dad because he would lose his temper, you know, be gr more gr grumpy. And so Mikey claimed my mom for parent participation day. I don't remember how you got to mom first, but you asked first, 
And I was beside myself because I thought, well, dad won't go. He's not going to take a day off. Now I'm not going to have a parent. And if you didn't have a parent, you had to go to school. (laughs) I was just beside myself. Well, my dad said, I'll go to school for you. This And my dad was all in. Do you remember, Mikey? He did my homework. Well, he refused to let me. Were you taking journalism at that time? Uh, Did he go to your journalism? It was only a club. The thing that we all remember is. In my history class, we were studying the Trail of Tears, and my dad wrote this amazing letter to President Andrew Jackson about the Trail of Tears, and it was clearly not written by me. And so <laughs> I said, I'm going to get an F. You're going to make, and we, we, my dad and I got in an argument about it, and he's like, no, no, it, just tell him, you know, I came to school, I and mean, my dad hung out with all my friends. They were like, your dad is so cool. It was like, he was like the cool kid in school again, but- <laughs> But that, you know, we just always had the competitions, every everything, yeah. riding to school in the front seat, uh, <laughs> you know, who got more hash browns. We would measure the amount of the pile of hash browns, whose was bigger. My uh, daughters literally like an hour ago were fighting over Pringles. Yes. They were starting to count the Pringles out oh. of the can. And I was like, no, 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 just eat ask them. Mikey, ask Mikey about white powder donuts. <laughs> Yes. Amy ate mine. I hid them. I hid them. I was going to eat them in the morning. Amy ate all her donuts. And I had a package of those white powdered donuts. And I hid them in the microwave because who was going to look in the microwave, right? Girl. Yeah. Amy I, ate I them. I found them. I, me and my brother ate them all. And Mikey <laughs> got up. And she's was so upset and she said i've been drumming about those all night and so to this day if somebody eats your snack we say i've been drumming about that all night oh, my oh i still love those white powdered donuts <laughs> <laughs> i well, never eat them without thinking of you so see this is okay so this is what i connected to the whole entire time was just like i don't know how to describe it because i've never had a, I'm an only child, so I didn't have a sibling and I've never been a sister and I've never had yeah. a sister, but I feel like you guys have the like sisterness and I don't know how to describe it, but I think like just being around you and like watching you interact and, and talking with you both, like you just have it. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts? Like what is sisterness? Like, what is that? Well, I just I think say- I just, I've, I've just, uh, from the time I was little, I just uh, have always adored Amy, except for the few years in high school where I was like, who, Amy, who? <laughs> but um, I just think that uh, she's always been my confidant. She's always been that person that I could call. Uh, it, and it didn't matter what time it was. Um, so I I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, we have our youngest sister, Danny, who is we we drug along for few a few times on some of these races and it was just hysterical but uh the three of us but uh, yeah i don't you know for me i it's a you know she's always she's been my friend since i've been born i just yeah. i mean for me that's i don't know i mean i don't know if it's just uh, it wasn't anything i had to think about it's just my sister yeah. i think i think for me sisterness is like people who get up in your business they make you talk about stuff you don't want to talk about, do things you don't want to do, um, share stuff you'd rather forget, 
they're your memory that you don't want to have, but they're also like the really good parts, you know, that you have this shared history, right? Yeah. And they just, you, you, I can get in a big fight with my sisters about something dumb and I know they still love me. Like I, you, there's no risk that that relationship ends. And I know that's not the case with every family, but for us, like we've had some literal knockdown drag outs where I left <laughs> my mom on the side of the highway in Alaska and uh, calling my mom on a payphone. Um, I did go back and get her. I did go back. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, we've had, we've had some big blow up fights, but, but I never, it was never like, oh, well, I don't want her in my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was, that's the thing about having a sister in my opinion is they're just your relationship. And even if you don't talk every single day, like you, there's a connection there's, and it's in a very intimate, you know, almost unbreakable connection for me. Um, and I, I would say like, I love my brother too. Like I just, and we have a blast when we do stuff, we laugh. I mean, he's one of the funnest people to do anything with. Cause he makes any chore really fun, but he's just not like, he doesn't live the same experience I do. And I think Mikey and I have bonded as adults. We both worked in predominantly male fields. We struggled with some of the same sexism and isolation and that became this thing that we could say, like, it's not you. You're not crazy. You're good at your job. It's the system, right? Yeah. Like, it's that's the problem. And so, and, and you know, raising kids, like, it's so nice to talk to somebody who's like, oh, dude, you think you had a bad day? You're not a bad <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I just did. You know, I just put all my kids' toys in a garbage bag and threw them in a shed. So, you know, <laughs> literally, actually, I did that. So, you know. I've been there. Mean? Oh, I've been yeah, there just, for sure. You just have a person that like, you know, maybe they judge you, but they don't judge you. You know what I mean? Like it, they'll say, yeah. oh, you're losing it or, oh, no, that's okay. But yeah. And I've never, I, I guess also, I feel like all my siblings are mine. I'm the oldest, like they belong to me and I have to take care of them. And so we joke and about all it. our children too. Yeah. And all the kids. Yeah. They, they're mine. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you all could be second best. That's okay. <laughs> plenty of room to love you, Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's when, uh, it's funny because, you know, obviously I've seen a whole bunch of, I've seen the movie a billion times at this point, you know? And I know that people have told me like they've connected to like different aspects of it and whatever, but I just watched it like a month ago to prepare for, you know, like, talking about it and things like that and when you guys finish the whole like when you finish at the end i still cry a little bit like i tear up and i'm like what is it dude and then i was just like it's it's this whole weird thing of like i'm a dad of daughters and like this is what i want them to be like when they're older i want them to experience this like sisterhood or whatever and then, but, but it's just funny to me. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm not a sister. I've never had a sister. Like, how is this part, the part that's making me cry the most, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I honestly think one of the things I loved about the movie, it was this a reminder of how connection is for all of us as human beings is so it, it just enriches your life so much. Like you can't even really measure it. And I do think there's this, sort of isolation that we've been in coming out of COVID. And, you know, I think there's so much like controversy and contention in the universe, you know, 
and there's all these natural disasters and there's just a lot of pain. And I think the connection part, when I watched it, that's the thing that I kept thinking was like, I just think I, for, I underestimated how much um, it would mean to me to connect to people in that way. And, and it doesn't like anybody, you know, just walk running on the trailer, walking with someone like you do, you don't realize how much that's kind of feeding your soul. Cause you're, you know, like you're in physical pain and you're thinking about, you know, getting to the next water stop or whatever. But like, then when you kind of reflect on it, you think like, why, why does this feel so purposeful? Right. Yeah. I'm not winning anything. I didn't even, I've never even done every single day, but so why does it feel like I'm doing something magnificent for the universe? Right. But really what you're doing is something magnificent for your own soul. You're connecting to other human beings in a way that we're just not doing in our normal lives because we're just too busy or too guarded or whatever. And I think that's the part that kind of struck me. I, I think I've seen it three or four times now. And every time that's it for me, it was like, oh, I got to do better in my life at connecting to people at like opening up and reaching out and, you know, having those moments. Yeah. And I well, think we, we do get so involved in our everyday lives that we forget about those connections and they're so very important. Yeah. And I think like, it's just interesting being out there, you do feel connected. And I think you're right. It's because there's no distractions around. It's just, yeah. this is what we're doing. We're going yeah. that way. And yeah. it's, and that's it. And for whatever reason that allows people to kind of experience that again, you know? Well, for me, so I did my first year without Amy, um, Amy, uh, you didn't run the first year. I ran that by. No, I, ran I that thought by. you were insane. I was like, why are you doing this? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. yeah. You had a friend that talked you into it. Remember? Right. And then she didn't. And then she backed out. She didn't. She didn't yeah, do and it. You tried to get me to come down. And I was like, I'll die. There's no, are you trying to kill me. There's no way. Yeah. So And, and then, um, and for me, it was hard because I mean, even though like I met some great people, you know, um, you know, Kay Ray and, and Brian were there. I mean, they're there's they were, you know, some awesome uh people that uh that I connected with. I think that the year the second year when Amy came, I just it was for me, it was just that that connection. I had my butt. I had yeah. my um and I felt, you know, okay, I I can make it. Cause I didn't make it. I wanna say uh the second day on the first year I did it, I didn't make the no, I made the second day. It was the the fourth day that I didn't make. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she was, was mad at herself for a full year. Like, I just quit. Yeah. She's like, I didn't even need to stop. I just quit. I just gave up. And she said, I don't even know why. She couldn't really remember. It didn't feel justified. You know how you're like, okay, I had to quit because well, of this. I think I could have pushed myself. But I, I mean, I, I seriously was laying there. And um, Justin was the sweep that year the year I did it. And I remember I was almost to, um, uh, the first, what's that onion. Oh, the uh, one way out field. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was almost, I was almost there and I just laid under a tree and, uh, he came by and just happened to see me and he was like, uh, are you okay? And I said, I'm done. And he said, here, like this, you're stopping here. This is where you're ending. And I said, yeah, and he said, well, can you at least try to make it to the aid stage? Because <laughs> there's no way that we're going to get you out from here. <laughs> so I, I make it to the aid station, and I'm like, and I 
I think if I had had Amy, then I would have been able to be like, okay, I can, I can keep going, keep yeah. going. But I was like, I'm done. And then I was so mad. Yeah. For that whole year, I was like, uh, and then when but here, but let me tell you that she, she says uh, she's, she was mad. And then she shared that with me. But then she was also saying like, come on, we never get to do anything together. This would be so fun. I'll be just like a week. <laughs> She like she's like it's a week together and she made it sound like we had like a party every night like there was gourmet <laughs> food <laughs> and i mean it was it was awesome like the food was probably better than i eat in my real life but but still i was like the suffering that i endured i didn't feel like going to a party i felt like i, mean, I just laid in the river and thought what have i actually done to myself <laughs> i'm just going to float away and no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, I and I just remember, but I I had failed at another race, and I told her, I'm just gonna come, and and I'll just basically be your cheerleading. I'll just be your support and help you finish. I had no idea that I could do any of those legs. Like I looked at all the legs, and I was like, I can't finish. The one I could finish is on Wednesday. The yeah. nine mile. Do that. But I I told her, there's no yeah. way. The, I don't think I would have done it if I, if she hadn't told me you could do every day, even if you don't finish, you can do that. You can start the next day. So I was like, okay, there's no pressure to be able to run 150 miles. I'll just go and do every day's run. And if I have to quit, I quit. And then we'll just have the party that she promised me. And you're still you know. waiting for the party. Yeah. But, well, I, but I think when I, you're you know, one of the last ones in, sometimes the party's almost over when you get in. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of times where I was like, is there food left? <laughs> <laughs> oh my we gosh. need to be a little faster. I know. Wow. I was like, I don't want to eat another cold cheeseburger. We got to move it. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys, so I know one part we couldn't fully fit in was basically just establishing the fact that like you guys live all the way across the country from each other. Like you don't see each other that often. And yeah. so this week of adventure was like a big thing for you. Can you kind of like, I don't know, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. We, we try to plan something to do together. Usually it's uh, or Mikey's and I don't know when she started this probably I was just running like five K's and honestly, I was four. I think 2004 when you did your first marathon yeah, and then exactly. after that we started but every planning. year you were like you know what we should do and she just kind of planned these I'm usually the vacation planner Mikey's the you know what we should do let's try that let's do the rock and roll in Vegas I that was a nightmare uh well you know because I, 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 I combined it with recruiting remember we had to wear those shirts gosh and I forgot I forgot about that <laughs> And, and we 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 drug our little sister along with this, and and Danny is, uh, I mean, absolutely gorgeous, and yeah. so it would, uh, you know, join the Alaska State Troopers because I was a trooper. Um, you know, ask me how, and everybody would come up and ask Danny, <laughs> and and me and Amy were standing there like nobody would ask us. <laughs> no, I said I'm not a good recruiter for the Alaska State Troopers. I'm like back of the pack chunky little i had a glittery skirt on it was it was it was not a good recruiting tool let's just say i'm pretty sure no one signed up because of me <laughs> <laughs> but they they would they would all come up they all came up and asked danny remember when you were at the buffet we had oh, the yeah. shirts on yeah yeah and she said i don't know ask my sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she was like 
And they, cause they said, are you a trooper? And she's like, no, my dad is. And I'm like, and me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like standing right there. No, but she, but so every year we kind of, it's kind of just become a tradition now. Like we are, we're looking at, that's why we're planning our rim to rim to rim trip right yeah, but yeah. we just look for cool races and for me like i told mikey if you want me to keep doing this because we're you know i mean i'm 54 i'll be 55 this year like i need another reason to do it i'm not good at this and i don't have mikey's determination and you know she trains she you know she's serious about it. like she does 100 milers and she's figure she's always trying to figure out nutrition and stuff and i'm like meh I'm just having a hot dog. So I don't know what will happen. Remember in the Alaska race when I ate Kentucky fried chicken? <laughs> I said, she comes oh. in and I got myself a big chicken breast. And she said, are you eating Kentucky fried chicken? I said, I'm real hungry. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm going to power through this thing. Oh. And I was like, I might end up in the trees, but uh, <laughs> I, I want, my parents were like, we didn't know what you guys would want. My parents are, they don't really know running food. <laughs> yeah. But the, the best part, Chris, is we're doing this race. <laughs> Mikey's doing 24 hours. I, what did I do? 12, Mikey? 12. Yeah. Uh, and um, I had one backpack and Mikey had a, a huge plastic uh, storage container that you put under a bed, you know, like for sweaters and yeah. pants. Stuff. and it was legitimately could feed an army of runners i'm not lying I, people probably thought it was an aid station at, that she set up in fact there were people that you were she's everybody somebody walks by and says oh i'm not i feel like i got a little cramp mikey's like come over here i got you come here i got you <laughs> what i be she's like administering aid and handing out food so my parents show up with kentucky fried chicken <laughs> and not I stopped and had myself a picnic. <laughs> hey, that sounds know, good to me. Like, I don't know. It? I would I my, would go with KFC. My only goal was to meet beat Mikey's ex-husband. So I ran one lap more than him and that was it. That's it. I was so, like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And so that was a weird thing. Like we sh uh, we go there and then all of a sudden he comes up because he was said, never a I said, runner. Hey, hey, that guy looks like uh, your ex. And she's like, Oh my gosh, it is him. Oh, wait. So at the time he was your ex. Yeah. 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 And I was like, what is he? And he comes up. He's like, oh, I thought I recognized you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, gonna run all night with the ex husband. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm beating him. But you know, that Mikey's, that's Mikey's like, she's like, she just needs somebody to, to, to be the enemy. You know, she's yeah. She needs a, a villain. Yeah. I'm like, Amy's I'm like, like, hand me the KFC. I'm taking this guy no, down. I was like, you know, he has a mosquito net. I'm going to go hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know but, where to go from there in the interview, Amy. Yeah. Uh, Amy well, taught us, Amy taught us as we were filming how to be filmmakers because Chris and I have no idea. Had, I mean, really, like we didn't we we did a really good I thought we did a pretty good job as the week progressed, but we started off and we're like, I don't know, we just kind of point the camera at stuff. And Amy is just a pro reporter and you were just giving us advice one of the days, you know, it was well, awesome. I, I, I think the only advice I 
I remember you needing, cause you got, you're, you're a great interviewer. That's not an issue. Um, I knew that cause I listened to your podcast, but, um, but I, most people don't want to pry or ask people things like if they start crying, most people back off. They, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. They give them a moment, whatever. Yeah. And in, and you don't run over and stick a camera in their face if they're struggling or suffering. You're like, you're not taking pictures or videos of someone when they're having a mental breakdown, right? You stop and yeah, and these are it's our rude. It feels yeah, these rude. Are, these are people that we know, right? Yeah. Like we've all done this race now a couple of times. So, um, uh, well, we know, and we get to know each other, right? Like you, you feel like they're your best friends forever because you have these moments on the trail. <clears throat> but I, I think that just telling you guys that you have to you have to do things as a journalist that you wouldn't do as a human being and that's why you get that's why you take us inside the moments like if you're polite we don't get to see that we don't yeah. feel that we don't experience it the hilarious thing was i told chris uh that this chris cornejo i said chris you just he was somebody was having him and i'm like you just have to go do it you can talk to them later you can apologize whatever you just have to get the info and so he goes and does the i can't remember what it was and he's like yeah 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 because he know you know you feel it you have this instinct you need to get that but you feel so torn because as a human being you wouldn't normally do that and then he comes back and it was right when my mom called and mikey they were giving me an update on mikey and i got emotional about it and he's i can see him out of the corner of my eye get his camera out and start filming (laughs) you son of a (laughs) why did i tell him that but i just and and afterwards he goes so sorry about that and i was like it's fine yeah but i mean you know i think when you that that is the hard thing about a documentary is these are real people yeah they're really struggling and they're really broken and they're really hurting and you are filming them instead of hugging them and it feels uncomfortable it does yeah Yeah, i i when uh when jason pulled up on day four in the in the uh van or the truck or whatever it was. I just remember politely asking him. I didn't I didn't follow your advice all the way, Amy. Cause yeah. I did go up to him like, hey man, is it cool if I film right now? And kind of ask you a couple of questions. And he was like, Yeah. He's like, This is what I he's like, that's what I signed up for. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I was like, I had to ask though. I had to still ask. I don't know. And and I want you to know that they noticed that because Jason and my team RWB friends also say, Oh, look, we ended up in the newspaper because I will write columns about things that Mikey's <laughs> had this experience. My parents yeah. have had this experience where I'm writing about something that we do, um, an adventure we had, a race we ran or whatever. And then when I did my column, I would write about these experiences and people would be like, oh, I read about you in the paper. <laughs> no way. Like, oh, yeah, maybe I should let you guys know that I did it. But yeah, I've written about I've written about both my parents. I've written about you, haven't I, Mikey? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't. I think yeah. you did. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. 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 So it was really interesting. I feel like I got a little bit of like reporter training. I don't know. And yeah. I don't know if I was very successful at it, well, but I feel like I I at least got a little bit of the, the practice. Well, have it, as a person from the outside looking in and, th- you know, the other thing is creative people always do this. Like, how would I tell the story? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought you guys did an amazing job. I was you saw things and approached things in a way that I didn't think of. And I, it was, for me, it was, uh, when you experience something and then you look at it, you know, through someone else's creative lens, right? Like it does it, did it fit with, like, I felt like it almost made what I experienced 
more meaningful to have it packaged the way you guys packaged it. And I think the real goal is just to remind people, you know, of, of that love and connection can be a, a, can be a healing power, can be something that no matter what you're dealing with, right. Whether it's running a race because you're dumb or, (laughs) or (laughs) doing something hard in your life. Like, yeah, a lot of the things that Mikey and I have done you know, the adventures we've had, or, you know, they've created these other moments, but a lot of times what we're dealing with is just hard stuff in our lives. Right. Yeah. Um, And then this just gives us the adventures, especially the desert rats. It just gave us more stuff to laugh about, like the powdered donuts, you know, Mikey's, uh, what was your horrible mattress thing you had (laughs) the first year? I will have a deluxo and mine, it was awful. It was like, I had a deluxo. It was nice and soft. And one day I wake up, second day, and Mikey's <laughs> spooning me. And we're both on my mat. And my mat was not made for two people. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, she's like snoring in my ear. I wore, I had earplugs. I took my earplug out. I said, what are you doing? And she said, my mat won't stay inflated. <laughs> <laughs> But there are so many things like it just gives us more stuff to laugh about. And, you know, we they just more private jokes, more. Yeah. More things to make life more fun. And I think as a middle aged woman, you often forget to have fun. You just and then maybe men do, too. But I just think you're so busy. You're so stressed out. You just forget to laugh. You just forget to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's. um I think one thing that I was proud of was I think one of the intentions with even doing the project was like, hey, I'll like, let's show what um, like how these adventures and how these hard physical challenges intersect with the challenges of life. And like, how do people take some lessons from these things and bring it into their everyday? And how does how did their everyday affect you know, how they're showing up and what they're trying to explore when they're out there doing a physical challenge, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I, I hope that's what people take away. Like, I know that's what I, I take away. And that was, that's definitely my, like my experience doing Deseret's too, you know, like dealing with certain things in my life that were really difficult. And then all of a sudden you're, you're out in the middle of the desert looking around and you've somehow found meaning and purpose. And you're like, I don't, I don't know how to explain this, <laughs> but it, it happened and it'll always stay with me. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a really weird thing. I don't know how to describe it. I think that people are looking for that connection for that, uh, that yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're just, they're, they're looking for, you know, something hope really. Um, you know, something that, that, uh, they can just, you know, grasp onto, um, you know, I, I loved your podcast with, and, and I'm not going to say her name, right. The, the gal from Alaska that, uh, tried to commit suicide, you mm-hmm. know, talking about, um, yeah. Carol yeah. Uh, Sepalu. Yep. Carol Sepalu. That's right. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, I was She's just amazing. Like, she is amazing. I mean, and, you know, and, and her story, it was, you know, I want to die. Oh no, I want to live. Yeah. I mean, and I think that just, uh, that people need that, that hope. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it, like I said, that 
I I think society and and all the negativity that that goes has been going around. Um, that hope just uh, it it gives them it gives something uh, you know some some light that hey we can do this we can yeah. do hard things. And when you see when you're surrounded by all these people also doing that, you know, like I I think a lot of times you're not even really thinking about yourself you're like i know for me like running it i was never like man you're a badass you're going through the desert look at you like i was never that was not my self-talk at all it was always like look at all these other people who are doing this crazy thing and i'm like hearing their stories and i'm like inspired by what i'm seeing and what i'm witnessing every single night at camp when people come in and they share their stories with you yeah, I don't know. That was the part that just always drew me back, you know, to that, to that. For me, know. it was like, how are they doing this so easy? I'm <laughs> struggling. I wanted, I wanted another bowl of soup and Amy wouldn't let me have another bowl of oh my soup. God. She wanted to eat like two bowls of top ramen <laughs> at mile 37 or whatever it was. And I was like, dude, we're leaving. Let's so, just get yeah. this done. Yeah. I, and I mean, well, I knew, and I look I, at, everyone else seemed to do it so effortless and i was struggle bus <laughs> well it's it's funny you say that like i don't you don't think about yourself like i do i think i and it's funny because i related to something paul said after the first year that i did this and that was you know that you think you're going to come here and you're going to figure out some stuff for yourself or whatever and you really don't like with the things you think you're going to think about or ponder mm -hmm. or whatever like I, I didn't think about i was thinking about like you know, why was my hip hurting or, you know what I mean? Like you're thinking about different things or could I do this? Or I remember thinking, um, when I was on the, on day two, before I took those pills and almost choked, but I, um, I remember thinking like, I forgot how much suffering this day is like, you know, cause I had done it the year before. And I remember just walking and thinking, this feels like what I remember about childbirth, right. About having a baby, like, being pregnant and having a baby was, I remember it now with fondness, you know, and, 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 and all the funny things that happened and all the beautiful moments. Right. But I don't remember, I know there was suffering and I can, I can intellectually think that, but I don't feel that pain and that, can I do this? And will I make it? And that, and I think sort of putting yourself through that, I did at the, at, at times feel like, I am a badass. Like, you know, most people just because I showed up, right? Yeah. Like I think a lot of people just say, like, I know I can't do that. I'm not even gonna try. And I I had this thought when I was hiking up Malin's Peak, right? Like I Brian and I, the guy I was running with, we he said, we gotta get to this turnout before the sun completely hits uh Ben Loman Peak. We've hiked Ben Loman Peak together and I mean, I couldn't run. He ran ahead and I, I took a picture through the trees just in case I didn't make it. I did make it, but we took this picture. And I just remember thinking at that moment, like how lucky I've been to be as healthy as I've been to have these experiences and to meet people, but to see some of the most beautiful places and and have these And like it, it, again, it's the same thing connection does for me. Like it makes my soul feel like stronger and more vibrant and you know I, and then i i just ha i just feel i the whole day i just felt like i could 
summon that that picture of Ben Loman with the pink sunrise on its peak, you know? And how many people have lived in the shadow of that mountain and never ever noticed that? Yeah. And that's what running and suffering does. I remember a long time ago reading this book, and in the book, this woman is struggling and someone sends her flowers and she comes home and the flowers are just so beautiful and so it's she's so moved that someone thought of her in this moment. And she says, pain gives you a kind of clarity that you just can't you can't get any other way. And life will bring all of us to our knees, right? So why do we go in search of it? Why do we run out into the desert and inflict it on ourselves on purpose? I don't have a good answer for that. It's probably different for everybody, but I will say this. It has given Mikey and I a bond that is, I, I, there, I don't think there's anything she could do. She knows this though. I would track her down. There's not, nobody, <laughs> nothing, you know, she belongs to me. <laughs> that's amazing well and i think kind of you're kind of hitting on the idea of like hey you just go out and do these things and even if you have expectations of what you want to work on or what you want to work through or or what you want to get out of it you you can throw those expectations out the window because you're going to have epiphanies that just happen and yeah. they stick with you and to me i'm like that's the reward like no one cares that anyone ran 150 miles through the desert, really. Like the, you know, it's like right. you know, you try to tell people at work they can't wrap their head around it or whatever. Or well, or they no. say, "Why are you an idiot?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like family members, like they don't fully get it, but you leave with these realizations that you wouldn't have had otherwise, like the one you just described, and those stick with you, and that's what you get. Those are your your trophies at the end of the day. It also the makes you think that the food you're eating in that moment <laughs> is so delicious that you like that it's, you've never had such a great quesadilla in all oh, your life. Best. And yeah. And you tell everybody about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then they're not, they're not when you get one. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like the next time you have KFC, you're like, wait a second. I know the true story uh, on the way, but I'm like, let's get some more KFC. That was so good. I hadn't had KFC for quite a while. I don't know, years before that. And of course we got it. And it was awful. And <laughs> I was like, why did it taste so good when I was running? I don't know. So yeah, there's, but there's those. Which is a member, uh, but I was doing my vegetarian. I was trying to be a vegetarian and they stopped and get chicken. <laughs> Well, there were so many things. Remember when we were trying to get Japanese food? Uh, yeah. And mom and dad, you know, this is, it, it was in my mom, mom saying she didn't want to use the bathroom in the art pod. It was, <laughs> but that, these are the things like you could do these things with your family and have all these great memories, but like, we just chose this. Yeah. Like, this is just our yeah. thing. And so like, I think, for me, it does make me think about fitness. And I do think about, I, 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 it makes me feel a little healthier, but at the end of the day, it's really about emotional, like these emotional experiences and memories and that it's, and, and that's, I think what I loved about the movie. And also like, I think I loved Jason's story. It, it, there, the other stories in there, Jason's story and everybody's there's little bits and pieces from everybody. Tim's was also, Tim's really resonated with me, this sort of self-doubt that you struggle with. I have that in spades. Um, but, but you know, Jason's story, this idea that, you know, 
you can, when he couldn't do it, like he just took comfort in this idea and it helped me the next year when I couldn't do it. And I was like, I'll just help. I'll just do, I'll just do the same thing. I'll just get on the other side of the table and, and serve people. And it was that example, right. Of this, like, well, you, you're in this situation, you don't get what you want, but you're still going to have something good if you try. And then the other thing was in, in Phil's story, which, you know, I love Phil to death. He's our brother from another mother, but, um, yeah, I, um, when he was talking about, you know, as bad as the race ever gets, it's not as bad as what he's had to deal with in his life. It just reminded me that like, uh, you can do a lot of loving with a broken heart and that's what he does. And he does an amazing job with those kids. I walked to the movie with him and his kids and they like, I, we were trying to, I was trying to ask them questions and they just talked. They were just telling me all kinds of great information. They're such great kids. He's doing such a great job. And you know, I just love that he has some joy because we all have joy in the, you know, there's a lot of suffering in that race, but there's also a ton of fun. And yeah. yeah. And I was like, even if that's all it is, is a little break from a, a different kind of suffering, a more physical pain versus the emotional pain, um, you know, and good things are going to happen for him and for everybody involved, I think. But I just, I, I can't believe how many amazing people there are in the world. That's the thing I go to these races with Mikey and I'm like, what, did you hear what so-and-so did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, people are great. And it, and it kind of reaffirms your faith in humanity too. Cause you're like, you watch TV or you watch the news and you're like, everyone's terrible. I'm moving to the woods, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you just, yeah. it, that's one of the things I loved was it's really at the end of the day, a movie about trying to love more and have more fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And one of my favorite, I mean, I have to say there's when we're editing it together and all that and trying to figure out how to tell the story, there are so many little sec like segments where you two were joking with each other. And I'm like, all of these are gene. I'm like, all of these are gold. And we're going to leave only like one or two of them in, but they're all great. But, but one of my favorite parts is when uh, Mikey's trying to feed you with a bottle. Because <laughs> you're trying to jam some stuff in my mouth. <laughs> Coke. I think it was like a warm Coke or something. I don't remember. Yeah. No. You're always, she's more, always, ex- more accelerate or something. She's always trying to Just- manage diet for me <laughs> so I was like, you should take some pills you should eat this goo you should and remember what happened to me when i did your she gave me a goo schedule in one of our marathons i ended up throwing up the goo <laughs> and i've not eaten goo since <laughs> well i i i have learned the hard way i've done everything the wrong way you know i mean those shop blocks that come in the pack of six somebody said you had to eat the whole pack every hour <laughs> And I was telling Amy, and I'm like, we're cramming these <laughs> But Mikey, Mikey follows advice. So if someone gives her advice, she She's going to try it. She's yeah. going to try the advice. And I'm like, I reject this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, hey, I don't want to keep you guys all night, but I will say like, I've told you so many times at this point, but it's been a complete honor just getting to know you both. Um, and yeah you guys i just i hope my daughters have a relationship like you do including the ups and downs like i'm I'm not i'm reasonable like i understand that happens with 
families and sisters, but, but what, what I see from you guys is just something like I just strive for as a dad. So, um, so thank you for that inspiration. Thank you for everything, uh, that you've done and, and thanks for letting us make a movie about you guys. Wow. It's been our honor. Oh, no, just it has. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, I just have to say, you're welcome. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> I say something really sentimental, and then you guys taunt me with with Disney we don't do songs. That very well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I get it. Better but... be at a Donaldson family outing. Um, no, I I thank you guys for making the movie. I know it was a ton of work and I can't believe yeah. you guys did this in like your spare time. <laughs> and especially for like a first film. I watch a ton, you know, I I watch a ton of these outdoor movies and documentaries. I just watched one um about a 240 mile race that Mikey's probably going to be doing, but someday. No, I don't know. But but yeah, I just I Come love on. I love these movies even if there are things I could never do like the Barclays Marathon. I will yeah. never do that race. No. I love that great movie about that. Yeah, because I feel like there's pieces of it that I can use in my life. Like they do inspire me, and I hope people. I hope people get that from this. It's it, it's an amazing uh, film to be for it to be your first film. It's really amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was for you guys. It was surrounded by Who like does? actual like talented filmmakers, and then science teacher so <laughs> not too bad for a science teacher <laughs> yeah it was very very good kudos to you awesome. yeah yeah so awesome. and I, should, our I'm art excited. projects didn't come out quite as they as we wanted them to <laughs> yeah yeah i think we, we gotta keep at it keep, keep on those awesome well yeah i want to talk to you guys again at some point in the future i would love to hear about all the adventures that you're gonna go on you know as the years progress so well i hope to well, see you i hope to see you uh in april if i do not see you yeah. in april at the screening here um yeah we'll, we'll bug you at some point i hope people get to see the movie and i'll share the podcast so they can get some insight but yeah i hope everybody watches it even if you don't run i think it's a really good movie awesome absolutely and chris you do need to do the denali 135 so i did we need that. to talk about that at some point mikey i want to hear all about that well it was he's a crack dealer do not buy it <laughs> but it was it was gorgeous that's why i didn't do deseret since last yeah. year with amy i did that denali 135 and that was another amazing race i gotta make my way to alaska at some point it's just gotta happen so Oh. Well, if you come and hang out with me and my and Mikey and our other sisters and my parents, then you'll understand why we're the way we are. <laughs> I would fault. love nothing more than that. So thank you guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All righty. That wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, Amy, Mikey, I mean, truly, truly. Uh, honored to be your friends honored to have been able to go out there and witness your guys grit and your resilience and just just your awesome humanity uh it was awesome being out there um it was great racing with them uh i had raced with them in 2018 uh and i was so excited um that they were back out there 
when we were filming. So um, just huge thanks to them. They're amazing. I absolutely just enjoy being around them. They make me laugh. They make me smile. They make me hopeful that my girls will be friends in the future because, you know, as most parents probably witness, <laughs> we have our moments where they're, they're enemies for 10 seconds and then the next 10 seconds, they're best friends and then they're enemies again. And then I tell them, I'm like, guys, I can't follow this plot. I can't follow the plot of of what's happening right now. It's like pro wrestling. Like at one point they're good guys and then they're bad guys and then they're on the same team and then they're against each other. I'm like, what is going on? Like I I can't figure this out. One at one point they're caged, they're in a cage match and then the next point they're, you know, tag team champions. So <laughs> that's how I, that's the analogy I use when I describe it to my friends who uh who don't have kids yet. Um but when I when I get to witness Amy and Mikey going out and having an adventure um, in the desert or their their next things that they're doing, um, I can't remember if they said it on the episode, but they're planning on doing the rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon. I'm like, man, that just gives me hope that at one point in the future, without mom or dad telling them to hang out they'll be friends, you know, like they'll want to be with each other. They'll enjoy each other's company and be around them. And I think that's like, to me, that's what really, really uh, gives me a lot of hope and really is what, you know, kind of touches my heart. Like I said, I, I still cry at when they're holding hands crossing the finish line um, in the movie. And, uh, I think it's that for me. It's just, I want my kids to like, if you know, when you're a parent and you just do stuff like every day you're doing, you're parenting and you have no idea what the payout is. You have no, you're never going to see the payout, you know, like the payout is going to happen way down the line in your kids' lives. It's going to happen when they're doing stuff years and years and years later and they're successful and happy or not, you know, and that's, that's the payout part. And to me, I'm like, man, if there's some time when, if my girls go on a long hike together or climb a mountain together or go on a bike packing trip or, or even do something as crazy as a stage race, uh, if they're doing it and they're doing it together, in the future, then I feel like what I'm doing now is worth it. And I think, uh, I think that's what, what really kind of, you know, gives me the feels as the kids would say these days. <laughs> Do kids say that? I don't know. I work with teenagers. I don't even, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard them say gives you the feels. I don't know what that means. In fact, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like doubting it means what I think it means, which, which I think it means it makes you tear up, <laughs> but, but it could mean other things. I don't know. Uh, anyways, that's the end of the episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will be back at you next week.